0: i uh-huh. uh-huh. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one impending battle at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson.
1: I'm Norman Mitchell.
0: And today we're talking about Minute 63, which starts with the camera panning down this this watchtower. We see the different levels, we see all the dudes hanging out, and we see the orcs crossing the river. Um, And it ends with a running soldier, a close-up on a running soldier as they're preparing to...
1: They're mustering. Head
0: off the orcs coming from the river.
1: They're not coming from the north.
0: Yeah. The river. They're coming from the river.
1: <laughs> they start getting ready. Get
0: down to the river, hurry. <laughs> the guy passing out spears. Yeah. Is it spears or they look like bows?
1: Maybe it's bows. They're kind of thick. Yeah. I assume it's spears. They're ready for they're ready for a fight. Mm. They're not quite ready for a fight.
0: No. That's a big group of orcs. That is a big group there of orcs. There are a lot of boats.
1: Like twenty or thirty or so, there's a lot. Got to figure there's at least a dozen orcs in every boat.
0: This poor guy, <laughs> he's just like, what the heck is that? He's just doing his job. He looks young.
1: Yeah, looking out the window of this ruined tower.
0: Yeah, what's what's that down there? What's all this? Oh, is? an
1: arrow. That's what it is.
0: Arrow to the chest. That's also a good shot. He gets it yeah. right, in right in the heart. The heart. Wow, yeah. kill him.
1: <laughs> Gothmog ain't messing around. No. Yeah, see, Faramir and Faramir and Madril were looking north. And this guy gets shot and they turn around and run in the ex- almost the exact opposite direction from where they were. It's just like, oh, crap. Yeah. Getting ready. Not There's not that many guys here wearing, like, heavier armor either, it doesn't look like.
0: No, that guy was. I mean, Faramir's not, okay, how many boats? There's, like, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. I think there's at least 35.
1: Yeah, the ones you can't see further off in the fog. Yeah, 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 yeah and each one's got to have at least a dozen orcs in it, uh, if not more. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve,
0: thirteen, fourteen, 15. like fifteen, maybe, maybe twenty. They're packed.
1: Yeah, and we know at least one of them is a hell of a shot.
0: Yeah, dang. What is that? Feram- I mean, Faramir's not wearing his helmet.
1: Nope. Neither is uh, Madril. Yeah, because they don't have armor that has helmets. Feramir's the kind not. of armor they're wearing. He wears the helmet later in the movie when right. he puts on the heavy yeah. armor.
0: But some of these guys are decked out in their full armor.
1: Yeah, they have like a that like a simple was. helm. Not that it helped. Not even a little. Just this, this poor guy.
0: It kind of <laughs> looks like he's like. What's well, that out there in it the fog? Even do oh my anything. death! <laughs> it's like aluminum, basically. Yeah,
1: Just punches right through like
0: a tin can.
1: Well, we know the orcs are really strong, so yeah, they can have bows. Yeah, that with arrow quite a pull. looks
0: pretty nasty too.
1: Thunk. It's a good sound effect, and then this poor guy, his body just like falls down the stairs. Yeah, just that's like with oh, Peter Jackson ba, 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 ba. and bodies falling down the
0: stairs. It
1: just looks brutal.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: It's a sad sack of meat.
0: Oh, oh my god!
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, you think he was dead before he hit the ground?
1: Probably. Dude, <laughs> hit him right in the heart.
0: That's hardcore.
1: That was a that was one hundred percent a kill shot.
0: Kill him. I mean, yeah.
1: Yes, sir absolutely sir follows his orders
0: do you think that boat is just like the one that Gothmog happened to be in or do you think that boat is like the elite orc squad
1: the ones around him are probably the ones that he is just like I want these like, guys are the best picked. this is my squad yeah
0: I mean yeah cause that guy's a really good shot yeah he didn't even question it either he was just no. like yep
1: yes yeah, sir absolutely sir yeah anyone else you would like me to kill sir <laughs> all of them just all of them yeah then, yeah, then there's a there's a little... There's this f- slight feeling of panic in the scene, too. It's not, like, overwhelming. Like, they're trained guys. They're getting ready for a fight. But it's happening so quickly that there's just this, like, little tinge of panic.
0: I think the fact that um, Faramir is running around heightens that tension. Because yeah. we know him, and we know that, like, he doesn't really fluster easily from what we've seen. Mm. So, like, the fact that he's, like...
1: Oh, crap! <laughs>
0: oh shit! Like they're not coming from the north.
1: <laughs> We've been had. Like
0: he's still being a leader, but he's also like, well, we need to act quickly, and we act to, need to act now.
1: Yeah. So like the this attack was really well planned then because they withdrew some forces. The orcs, the orcs drew back. Right. And they drew back in a way to make it think that they were headed north. Right. To regroup.
0: So they and they sent other men out there. Yeah. So do you think they actually sent some orcs out there to kill those guys?
1: Probably. That's sad. You gotta make it look like there's actually orcs gathering somewhere. Right. You gotta you got you can't just you can't create a ruse out of nothing. You gotta have something to, to follow, get some breadcrumbs. Right. So some good good military tactics do from you think, old uh, Gothmog here. Yeah,
0: do you think Gothmog came up with this or do you think this is orders from Sauron?
1: Nah, I th- I, I get the impression this is Gothmog. Gothmog's a is a general. He's he seems to be clever. Mm. He seems to be more cunning than most of the orcs that we've encountered.
0: Especially the Mordor
1: orcs. Yeah, they're all dumb as a bag of hammers. <laughs> what about their legs? They don't need those. <laughs> Fe- yes, they do. Shut up.
0: I mean, not really. Not if they're carrying them.
1: Unspoiled. Alive and unspoiled. Those are the orders, Parent choppy. Calm down. I-, I
0: mean, they'd still be alive.
1: But not unspoiled.
0: Unspoiled means you don't loot the body.
1: Of anything. Including, including its limbs. their leggies. Including their leggies.
0: <laughs> their little hobbit leggies.
1: Yeah. Just eat a foot. That'll hide you. That'll hold you over. Ew. It's a hobbit foot. It's huge. You're good.
0: That's gross. That's nasty.
1: I'm uh, I'm a little at a loss of like what else to talk about in this minute in particular.
0: I like the design of the ships. Or yeah. the boats. Sorry, they're boats. They're definitely boats.
1: I like the way that they all kind of come out of the fog. Yeah. There's this there's this nice building of just like a how screwed are these guys at Osgiliath. Because we know the force that has Gileath is not terribly large, right? It it we never see a, a group of more than like twenty guys not on Gillyf all together. What's altogether. on the front
0: of these boats? Is this like a ladder? It looks like a ladder.
1: Uh, I think it it they fall down.
0: Oh, so they're just like to like up anchor and boats. open right out, yeah. yeah,
1: like Beaches of Normandy style.
0: Yeah, wow. I know this has a very like like we're we're storming the keep. But in like a heroic way.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. But feel. like, it is kind of interesting the way that's this this was chosen to be done. But and it's also but it's a sneak attack that's in the back yeah, of your brain. But like dishonorable. But yeah. there's like things about this imagery right, like, that, like, yeah. as an American, yeah, are just <laughs> like, like oh hell yeah, get them. We're just like wait no stop no. <laughs>
0: what like Washington storming the Delaware like yeah crossing the Delaware on
1: Christmas and killing sleep. a bunch of guys drunk in their sleep yeah father of America. <laughs> It's like, here's our chance. We're overwhelmed. We're going to wait for them to party and I saw, take a nap.
0: I saw this post <laughs> about Americans. and It was about, like, American food in specific. Yeah. Um, talking about how, like, Americans add, like, sugar and fat to everything. Like, they don't actually, like, taste the the flavor of, like, vegetables or, like, you know, like, cranberries even. Like, we, we add a bunch of sugar to it. Um, and someone's reply was basically, like... You know, we started off this country by dumping good tea in the harbor. You think, you'd think that we would, we would like, like we're we we're trash. We've been trash from the beginning.
1: We <laughs> threw all this good tea in the bay.
0: Yeah, that should have been a sign that we'd be trash. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it is because we've been conditioned. As, uh, I think, not just Americans, but like, because you just send like the the beaches of Normandy, like yeah as like like western war movies
1: yeah to see certain images and like yeah. think of things in history that were like right. big good things
0: yeah because this this image with the the boats and stuff is very evocative but it's also like it's just the still frame is to me looks heroic because you don't see the details on these orcs you just see like the the gleams of their armor and their helmets and stuff like they're coming out of the fog there's like some ruins
1: right because so like what's interesting to me is i I feel like usually when you're framing something uh something like this as more villainous you don't look at it from the side you look at it from the front the
0: front because yeah. it makes it
1: more foreboding mm. and this like takes away some of that same kind of foreboding feeling yeah and replaces it with imagery of her, that of we've her. been that we've been primed to yeah. see as heroic yeah, yeah. like
0: that painting of, like, yeah exactly the, the Washington crossing the Delaware. Yeah,
1: because you, you, pretty much everything I can think of with, like, something coming out of the fog and it's supposed to be foreboding, you're looking at it head Down on. front,
0: like, every zombie movie.
1: Yeah, or, like, a ship, like, a ghost ship.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Like, all this stuff, right? Yeah. Like, the way that, um... it not the way that, like, Davy Jones' ship shows up even that way, too, in, like, Pirates?
0: Oh, God. It, uh, like, comes
1: straight at you?
0: I believe so. It's been a while since I've seen that second movie.
1: It's been a while since I've watched it too, but I have this like sense that like the ghost ship coming at you out of the fog or even in, um, I know
0: in the beginning, uh, I, I think in the beginning of pirates, we see it, we see it from behind, but still like not in profile. Like,
1: right. But then it like catches up to them. Like it's, there's a, there's a weird thing there. Right. Where, like the black pearl is like in the distance and they're looking at it from behind but then it comes no, up to them no, from behind because
0: the movie opens with like the shot of the little girl looking at the parasol in the water
1: oh yeah and then
0: you see because she sees the back of the, sh- the pirate ship leaving like mm. into the fog oh yeah because that other ship is on fire
1: mm. oh yeah yeah i've seen
0: that movie way too many times yeah that's elizabeth yeah, yes. yeah, yeah yeah i haven't
1: seen i haven't watched those in a while
0: we watched the first pirates movie like a year ago
1: That's a while ago. Yeah, I guess. (laughs)
0: 2019 has been like five years.
1: (laughs) It's it's felt like the longest year ever.
0: Uh, I don't know. 2018 was pretty rough.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like if you want to build a sense of foreboding, like profile is not the way to do it because it gives you more of the picture. Yeah. And so it it removes some of the mystery that helps create a feeling of foreboding. Yeah. If that makes sense.
0: No, that does make sense.
1: It's like in a a horror movie. You don't show the monster. You build the tension by not showing the monster in full. Until you have to, and then that's yeah. like the climax of the movie.
0: Yeah, I think it is because this is shot with the the boats in profile.
1: It's, it's an it, an interesting, like directorial choice because it throws off your sense of because things. Because
0: you're right, it is. It, we're, I think we're primed. We're like our subconscious is is about to be like hell yeah. Go get them.
1: And then they're just going to start killing all these like, humans. Right.
0: Because we want... And
1: you're going to be like, oh, crap, no.
0: And it's not stop. even like an underdog thing, too, because like there's a lot of ships here. And we know that the men in Oz are the underdogs and like Faramir is there. Yeah. So it's it's weird. It's a weird like dichotomy of a minute.
1: And this is definitely the kind of thing that just feels really... Wants to evoke this emotion for a really intentional reason. yeah. And it's probably to build to that moment where Gothmog kills Madril.
0: Okay, is it Madrill or Madril? I thought we were going with Madril. Madril. Ever since you made that joke, you're like, Madrill.
1: Madrill. But I, I think it's it's to build to that moment, to make it feel like a subversion and make it stick. Like, it's to make the impression, I think, of Gothmog really stick in the viewer. Because we get this sense, like, this that guy's clearly in important. charge. He's clearly in charge, which makes him important. Everything about this is framed in a way that is evocative to, like, a casual American audience. Like, as a way to make this scene right, stick but, with but us. but
0: Peter Jackson is like a New Zealand filmmaker. So, like.
1: Right, but these movies were like made for this, uh, for like the casual American I mean, audience yeah, first. Yeah, guess, like
0: the, the, the studio is, is. Is American. Yeah, but.
1: So, like, you're kind of making some things for a casual American audience first. Right, but
0: then why would you frame the bad guys like this?
1: To make them, to make, uh, Gothmog himself's, like, first scene. Like, really memorable. You want this guy to stick. And, like, making him feel like he's a big deal is really important because he's the face of the bad guys in this movie yeah, until the Witch King true. shows up at the battle in Pelnor Fields. Yeah. Like, he serves the purpose that, like, Lurtz does in the first movie and Saruman does in the second.
0: Like, the mid-level boss?
1: Yeah. Like, that's what Gothmog's purpose is. Okay.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And then once
1: the Witch King shows up, Gothmog's role is done.
0: Right. Yeah, because... Well, we'll talk about him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So, like, you have to make Go- Gothmog, like, feels really over the top, but unlike Lurtz, he doesn't just feel like a mindless soldier. And unlike Saruman, he's not, like, an existential threat. Yeah. He is a really... Well,
0: Saruman in the second movie is more of a, like a... Because he's a general, he's leading the army, not leading, but he's controlling the army. Yeah.
1: I would I would still call Saruman a bit more of an existential threat because his threat is ideological in nature. Mm-hmm. It's not he works through other agents. Yeah, he uses other he gets things. His hands dirty. Right. Okay. So like he's more of an ideological threat. I guess that's a better term for it.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Um,
1: and then Gothmog is the in the weeds general of the army guy that is. If you deal with him, maybe the rest of the army yeah. will fall apart around him. Like this guy is the man.
0: Yeah, yeah. This this um this shot of all the boats though like it's good it's good it's just confusing this
1: is i i think that this little stretch in Oz is some of the best directed stuff in the trilogy mm. this is really well put together my favorite best section
0: directed of, or best edited
1: i guess i guess best edited like it, this is like this is really well like the the cinematography and the way that this whole se- sequence like flows together is just really good yeah
0: i think that would be editing Mm. More so than directing because directing is like, you know, telling your actors how to pull the emotion yeah, yeah, yeah. out of a scene.
1: Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I guess I, I just think of like directing as like a like a catch all for all that because I've never I've never been uh super into the technical side of movie making. Not really. Mm. So I think of directing as like a catch all for like the presentation of the movie. I mean,
0: like he has the vision but like ultimately yeah. it's the the um the cinematographer and the editor
1: who yeah. are that really craft the look of the movie.
0: I mean, because he has the final say.
1: Right. But, but at the end of the day, he's choosing stuff based on like what the cinematographer and the editor right. were able to do. Think of,
0: like, I mean, think, of it, think about it as like a delegator.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, though some directors are very like, I'm going to do all of this.
1: Yeah. Right. And I mean, we know Peter Jackson was behind the camera occasionally. Right. Like in there with a handheld.
0: But mostly you have a cinematographer doing that for you. Yeah.
1: Your director of photography.
0: Yeah, your director of photography. So.
1: Yeah. So I mean I just think this is a really well put together sequence. Yeah. Um the, the blocking of it and the flow of it all and the way that the the shots are all composed is really evocative in a bunch of different ways. And in a in a similar way to some of the stuff in Helm's Deep, but with a totally different feel. It it's amazing how little you have to change to get a different feel out of an image.
0: I think the the fact that it's on a river
1: mm.
0: changes it up for me.
1: Because the Helm's Deep feels so foreboding.
0: Yes. Yeah, we see that You don't army. see
1: the enemy for so long with the way that the beginning of Helm's Deep is set up. Oh, yeah. And, like, I, I think that's, that's part of the difference is that we we get, like, casual conversation. We see the beginnings mm-hmm. of the enemy, but we don't understand, like, just how many are there.
0: Yeah.
1: Whereas as soon as they show up in Helm's Deep, we know exactly how many are there. Like, as soon as we see them, we just see, like, a literal army.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where initially we might think that this is just, like, Two or three boats of orcs.
0: Yes, and then the reveal is that there's surprise. There's like over thirty.
1: That's surprise. There's like five hundred orcs here. Yeah, they're about to storm this place in the middle of the night. All these sleeping guys getting woken up, overtired.
0: I don't think that they're sleeping. They're just
1: a large st- number I mean, of these most guys of them must probably be. would be. Yeah, A bunch of these guys must be napping. You know,
0: well, some of them they must be on watch.
1: Yeah, you probably have half your guys, roughly half somewhere between the third and a half of your guys resting resting and the other portion awake Mm -hmm. at all times like that's how you cycle through and make sure everyone gets there like six to eight hours yeah make sure the army is like relatively well rested we're also not 100 percent sure just how many people are here in osgiliath uh context later in the movie not a whole lot of people come back alive so
0: so does that mean that there just wasn't a lot to begin with or that a bunch of people died
1: and we see like i don't know the heads of maybe 100 guys later? Oof,
0: yeah, that's true. Ew, I forgot about that.
1: So, I would guess there's probably not much more than 150 guys here defending Osgiliath. There ain't that many. Oh my god. And then they don't send out that many to replace them. Yeah. And this is a few hundred orcs at least. If there's 30 boats there and 15 guys per boat...
0: 15 to 20,
1: I think. 20 guys per boat is yeah. what? That's 600 guys?
0: 700. If, if if there's around 35 boats and all of them have 20 dudes in it, maximum, there's like yeah. 700 orcs. Yeah, and they're,
1: so they're outnumbering the guys in Osgiliath like four to one.
0: That's crazy. And Dude, how just, does Faramir even come back? What a badass.
1: I mean, he shouldn't have. Yeah. He's forced to.
0: No, I mean, come back like, alive when they retreat. Right,
1: because when we see the force in Osgiliath with Boromir, there's like a thousand guys there. Oh, easily. Like they they just showed up with the entire Gondorian army and were just like, "This is ours again." Yeah. But uh, the orcs the orcs waited for them to filter out and feel like they were safe. Yep. And then struck. I think that's Goth- Gothmog's thing. He's just like, "I'm not gonna do nothing until I know I can win."
0: I mean, yeah.
1: He's cunning. I think that I think that's the main thing we're supposed to get from this whole deal. Yeah. It's I like because we understand that the reason that the crossing of the Delaware worked is because it was a sneak attack.
0: Right. Because it was cheaty McCheat face.
1: And like. Storming the Beaches of Normandy worked because we distracted them with other things and, like, they didn't know where we were going to strike at. Yeah. And then a ton of guys showed up. Yeah. Like, it's a sneak attack. It's a diversion. It's it's intelligent battle. And, like, just connecting those sorts of things creates, like, this sense of, oh, this is a heroic thing to be doing.
0: Yeah. Which is tough.
1: Which I think is also the danger of, like, all those, like, World War II documentaries about, like, Russia and the Nazis and stuff, too. Mm. Talking about, like, the the brilliance of, like, tactics and stuff. I think the the danger of like that sort of glorification of war.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean,
1: which we talked about a lot last movie. Yes,
0: we have uh, at least two characters talking about the glorification of war. So
1: yeah, back and forth. Yeah, but yeah, some interesting stuff to kind of chew on when it comes to the composition of this whole battle.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think it is because we've just framed sneak attacks as um, heroic and honorable,
1: like especially in American culture. Yes, like this for weird sure. thing. It's just yeah. like. If you th- if you think you can't win, right? You should at least just try to win however you can.
0: <laughs> it's so interesting. Uh just like a cultural subconscious thing. Yeah. And now that it's flipped on its head, we're like, what the heck?
1: Yeah, it's just it's weird. Which
0: isn't. makes it fascinating to talk about, but I'm also, like, kind of uncomfortable because my first instinct is, is like, hell yeah.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> like, all these boats show up with all these guys and there's, like, yeah. you can see little bits of, like, shining armor on top exactly. of exactly, of Yeah, just like, exactly. Yeah, you go, guys. And you're just like, oh, no, but you're, about, no. to, you're right. about to slaughter a bunch of friends of the heroes. <laughs> <laughs> That's like when Darth Vader shows up in Rogue One. You're just like, hell yeah, but uh, wait a second.
0: No, I, I actually hated that. Yeah, I liked take. it. I know, I know. But it's my favorite part of the we're, movie. We're not Rogue One Minute. I think they're actually covering Rogue One right now. Oh, nice. Um, Over at Star Wars Minute. But uh, we're from the website DuelingGenre.com. Um, and if you're interested in Movies by Minute podcasts, uh, we have a large chunk of those on the website. <laughs> yes, we do. So check those out um, and if you haven't already. And we'll be back tomorrow to talk about Osgiliath.
1: Yeah. Bye. Bye.